it's going to be a wild ride. So buckle yourselves in. Hello and welcome to Stramash, the Scottish NFL podcast. This is the final conversation of the 2023 season as it's season awards. Yes, we've reached out to our listeners and our Patreons and we've asked them to contribute. We've had over 60 people take part in this, which is brilliant because it's quite a long form and I'll be perfectly honest, I was like... A little bit worried about how we might just have to go off 10, 10 viewpoints. But 60 is a reasonable uh, response. I'm quite pleased. We asked for uh, people to give their MVP, their quarterback, their offensive line, their wide receiver, their tight end, their running back. Uh, we've got some other questions that we asked in there as well that we'll cover. What we're going to do tonight is we're going to sit with the team. We're going to go through it. We're going to hear what our listeners and our Patreons think first. And then we're going to discuss. The aim here is to determine who our MVP of the season was and our team of the year. That is our quarterback. The offensive line, three wide receivers, a tight end, and a running back. We'll be doing all that with most of the team in place. We've got Gord McGuinness, Jimmy Borthwick, Ian Stephen. We're waiting on Paul Mitchell. He's currently getting a bit of pre-match treatment somewhere. Uh, and Charles Patterson is once again MIA. Uh, the Packers did didn't just, win this did week. Did you just imply that Paul's late to the podcast because he's getting a happy ending? <laughs> Paul's never had a happy ending in his life. Paul never has disgruntled endings followed by a letter of complaint. I pity that massage parlour. <laughs> yes, so we're off to a flyer. Um, for legal terms, Paul Mitchell has not engaged in any sort of Robert Kraft behaviour. <laughs> we have not alluded to Charles Patterson where he might be this evening because, well, it's criminal. <laughs> He's not even replying to our messages as well, which is rude. There's anyway, no, There's no signal down a mine, mate. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Yeah. This bet continues. This bet that nobody gets because I cut <laughs> the original bit. <laughs> as long as it makes Charles sweat, that's all that matters. Oh, God. Right. So, yeah, um, end of season time. Uh, this is then where we'll draw a line. We'll start to move on. We've got loads coming up, and we'll touch on this later on in this episode. Uh, as to some of the things that we're going to be doing. Typically at this time of year, we do go from weekly to once every two weeks. We'll see where we'd get to with that. Um, we probably will do once every two weeks, unless there's some great content we can squeeze in and get some extra podcasts out there. But we've got plenty of things going on. Again, still a great time to join our Patreons. Uh, £3 a month helps contribute towards this podcast. We're talking about doing some things in the off-season. There'll be some free agency chat. Um, we're going to have a new Patreon section uh, where we're going to do a daily mock draft. Uh, Jason Hoffman has requested it, so who are we to say no? Uh, one of our Patreons has been talking about how much he enjoys the mock draft content, so we're going to deliver. But no, we're we're even talking about doing things like a whiskey tasting. So genuinely, the off season it might be, but we'll continue the NFL chat. Could, could, well, that's that's slightly exclusionary because not all of our members can take part in that. Could we do a Coca Cola tasting test? Like remember they used to do on the adverts in the nineteen eighties, the blind Pepsi Coke test. Could we line up a, a series of um, a variety of name brands and supermarket-owned brands of Coke and then have our Coke expert taste them 
to see no. um, what the... You know, <laughs> we could even do our own homemade recipes to... <laughs> We uh we could we could do uh like a live mock draft where like we have us and then the people who are in our um Patreon group could like join the call periodically to pick for their team. <gasps> oh right, there's lots chaos. of ideas. It'd be, would it'd be, be, chaos. Abs- be absolute chaos and yeah. Johnny Johnny'll come on, draft some absolutely terrible player for the Steelers and then declare that he's actually phenomenal and it's fake stats that are suggesting he's not as good as he is. <laughs> Before we move yeah, on, I want to just but that's what that's what the Steelers do, isn't it? They draft somebody that they think's good and actually isn't. I mean, I how mean, realistic do you want listen, it to be? Listen, we could have a five hour podcast and Paul trying to explain exactly how the Saints get out of their cap situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'll talk to you of caps, Ian. The, the, the only thing worse than the Saints cap is it would be like wearing a cap indoors for no apparent reason. I mean, what kind of idiot would possibly do that? Cameron? I would be doing that, and the reason I'm doing that is because... Come on, let's see the haircut. It's not so much the haircut, it's just the general hair is an absolute disgrace today. So... Nice I've cut in mine. This is this is for for those of you listening to this podcast instead of watching it, which would be all of you, because this is not a video podcast. Cameron well, it will was wearing be, it will be soon. Cameron was wearing a San Francisco 49ers cap that looked a bit shit, if we're being perfectly honest. Uh Paul roasted him for it. He has taken off said shit hat and he now just has a shit haircut. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've actually got a sore head today as well. It's been one of those days, but never mind. Um, right, this is a load of waffles, so let's move on swiftly and get stuck into it. Now oh, we... reference to Taylor Swift already. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, before before I go on, I do want to actually check this because, uh, Ian, you put forward a challenge there. Paul, do you think you could differentiate between the, the Pepsis, the Cokes, and all the brands? And if we were to slip in a supermarket special, we'd be able to spot that as well. You can tell the difference between Pepsi and Coke, yeah, fairly easily. But could you tell could you tell the difference between a Coke Zero and a Diet Coke, a Diet Pepsi and a Pepsi Max, and then a Cherry... Pepsi Max and a Cherry Coke Zero and all that jazz. Could you differentiate between them all? It's like trying to differentiate between Taylor Swift albums. They're all essentially the same with just a tiny amount of difference. You're not answering my question. Could you do it or could you not? I want to know. And this is a, a you bet moment for anyone of a certain uh, age that can maybe remember the math. Imagine I, I'm Matthew I think, Kelly. I think this needs, to be, this needs to be at a live event. I, yeah. This is what it costs five pounds to set up. This will be our cheapest <laughs> thing ever. We can let it run for an hour. And then the best part is we just sneak in a Jack and Coke as one of them. We just don't tell. <laughs> hey, I'm all for that. Right. So then um, we're getting into our end of season awards. Do we start with the MVP or do we want to go through team of the year first? Start with MVP. I think it's probably the right place to start. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to give the results from our votes. Like I say, 60 people in total have voted. Not everybody voted in every single round, but this is where we got to. So for MVP, I'm doing this in alphabetical order to keep it nice and simple. Um, We have got Baker Mayfield had one vote. Brock Purdy had three votes. Christian McCaffrey had 23 votes. Harrison Butker had two votes. Jared Goff had three votes. Jordan Love had one vote. Josh Allen had 
that, three votes. Could you not just say two? Could, just so Charles is not sitting there looking like a complete one. Could you not say two? Lamar Jackson got 11 votes. Patrick Mahomes got seven votes. Travis Kelsey got two votes. Tyreek Hill got three. And Taylor Swift, who got a nomination in every round here from someone, got one vote. <laughs> so Excellent. there you go. So th- the listeners have Christian McCaffrey at the top with 23. Um, after that, you're looking at Lamar with 11 and then Patrick Mahomes with seven. Other than that, a peppering of other people. But there you have it. So uh, the actual MVP that the NFL voted was Lamar Jackson. There's been much conversation in our Patreon chat about this, especially from people who don't care about these things, which is always uh, the best content to get. But who's our who's our MVP? Is it is it is it Lamar Jackson with uh, the the league? Is it Christian McCaffrey with the listeners? Is it somebody else? If you could do, because you should do MVP, I think after the season, like the fact the NFL single elimination in the playoffs means that your your season's only like 20, 21 games, um, twenty two and abs at the absolute most. I think no, sorry, twenty one would be at the absolute most now. And we can make it that rule. We do not have to do regular season. Yeah, this is so our MVP. If we're if we're doing everything, I think it's Mahomes. You saw the you saw his value when the playoffs came on. Um, McCaffrey was fine. It's just. I I think people have overvalued McCaffrey this season because the rest of the 49ers team was also really good. And a load of the people who like to say why Lamar Jackson shouldn't be the MVP are talking about the fact that, oh, he's just, just because he's on a good team and the defense was good, blah, blah, blah. Like, McCaffrey was on a team that had a very good defense. He was on a team that had very good skill position players and a very good offensive scheme. If so, Mahomes had not won the Super Bowl, would you still have been making the case for him being the MVP? No. I, oh, sorry. If he hadn't won the Super Bowl, yeah, maybe. It, like his whole playoff run was really good. Didn't put the ball in harm's way at all until the Super Bowl itself. Um, like his rushing ability really came forward in the playoffs. The the the, the question with McCaffrey is if he's running left to the left, then he's MVP caliber. If he's running to the right, then he's back up running back for the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, you could maybe make a point as maybe Trent Williams is the MVP from that offense rather than McCaffrey because of how well he played this season. Um, last time you had a running back as league MVP was 2006, LaDainian Tomlinson. So it's surprising that they've went... That, Viewers or listeners that went for a running back over could be a quarterback, but I I just wanted to there was a there was a thing posted on the Patreon's chat that said that wins aren't a quarterback stat, but they're the closest thing to a quarterback stat that you can get because the quarterback is so vital to actually putting them on the board, which is what tipped it for Lamar Jackson because it's you know it. it, it his performances, but also getting the victories during the regular season. But like Gordon, I think watching Mahomes and the way that he just grew to not carry the team, but there were so many difficult points where you, there's not really any other quarterback that could have got them through in that situation. So over the whole piece and going home with the big prize, it's probably Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, there's an argument if you win it all, 
and you guide your team to win it all, you are the best player. It's the old story about most valuable player against the best player, isn't it? They're two different things. Uh, but I think Mahomes proved his value to the Kansas City Chiefs this year. You know, I think arguably the worst offence that they've had under him, uh, and he still carried it. Um, more drops than goodness knows what. So, yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with that. So, I mean, it carries into the conversation where if we were picking our team of the year, does Mahomes automatically become the quarterback of the year then? And I guess... After the playoffs, I think he does. The, do you know, can I say, though, one thing I'm surprised with, if unless I missed it, not one single vote for CJ Stroud? None. So, like, that, that's interesting to me. Of all, that's more interesting for, than who people for MVP. That, yeah, but like so, that's... it's if we if we step slightly into the quarterback conversation because it's clearly a quarterback's going to win this for MVP for picking quarterback of the year. The nominations fell as following again alphabetical order. Brock Purdy got nine. C.J. Stroud got twelve votes. Jared Goff got two. Jordan Love got three. That's the one I should have given the Charles a cover under. Josh Allen got six. Josh Dobbs got one. Uh, Lamar Jackson got 14. Patrick Mahomes got 12. Tua got one. And someone put Taylor Swift for every single round. So it's Taylor Swift got one as well. But yeah. So, I mean, you know, CJ Stroud got as many votes for quarterback of the year as Patrick Mahomes did when it came to that part. And it was Lamar that was the leader there with 14. So the people that thought Christian McCaffrey was you know, um, MVP, they've distributed across other players. Actually, I think a lot of them have probably gone for Stroud, given that you would imagine your MVP vote and your QB vote would be the same, which is interesting. I mean, and I think I, there's I a bit of not... boredom of the Chiefs with this as well, and there's a theme through this later on. There's a lot of people saying, oh, so bored of the Chiefs, so bored of the Chiefs. Yeah, fair enough. Is that, uh, but... is that, is that a beer you're drinking, Paul? Uh, no, I'm drinking cider. Oh, sure, that must it's have been, well. It must have been a rough meeting. It, is, it, <laughs> it truly is an end of season event. It, it's been a rough day. <laughs> um, so fine. Patrick Mahomes, the Stramash, twenty twenty three MVP. Yeah, going, going once, boring, going twice. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's boring, but it's true. Yeah, yeah. and Mahomes straight into quarterback. For our team of the year, then yes, I will. I will say I've got um, when we when we meet up at Top Golf, I'll show you guys some of the pictures I got from the Super Bowl. Uh, I've got one that I'm probably going to print out from my desk, and it's of like we were we were far back, but I've got a, a nice shiny new Google Pixel phone, and the camera is fucking great. Not a not an ad, not a not a sponsor of the podcast <laughs> yet. If you want to be though, feel free. Um, All right, Fabrizio. But you can, yeah, that's it. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, zoom in, zoom in five times, and uh, I've got like a great one of Mahomes on the fourth and run one play where he like is running through the gap. I'm okay not to see that photo, I'll be perfectly honest. You uh, can delete it, everyone else might want to see it. <laughs> Um, listen, the notable mentions in there that we should cover. Lamar Jackson got the most QB votes with 14. Stroud was tied with Mahomes with 12. Brock Purdy got nine. You know, Purdy had a great year. And I think we talked about it last time. The 49ers can move forward with him. CJ Stroud, really exciting. Definitely the most exciting 
him and Jordan Love, the most exciting up and coming quarterbacks that we've seen the first off in this last year. I think Richardson, we saw flashes of what he could be at the Colts. He just needs to stay on the field uh, and we can see more from him. Josh Allen got six votes, you know, a bit of love there, the Josh Dobbs one. <laughs> I tried to even like, I looked at the rest of the nominations there and it's just, uh, it's a misnomer in there. Anyway. Um, Listen, I'm just going to say Jordan Love and Stroud, enjoy your enjoy your adulation now because the rookie class that's coming in, they're just going to hmm. really supersede you. Yeah, you're, what? You're, and also, you're, you're, Jordan Love's not a rookie. He's an old boy. No, but. no, but there's but there's now there's now film on Stroud and Jordan Love, so like it will be a little bit harder for them in year two because defensive coordinators learn a little bit more of how to attack you and all those different things. Uh, we'll move on swiftly then to the offensive line, and again let's cover this one off. So a good spread. The 49ers got two votes. The Ravens got eight. The Browns got two. The Commanders got one. The Cowboys got one. The Detroit Lions got twenty-one. The Eagles got eight, the Packers two, Jason Kelsey as an individual got one, the Kansas City Chiefs got seven, the Texans got one, the Bills got one, and four different people said a different variation of whatever one Ian picks, I don't know, just (laughs) ask Ian, I'll back his opinion. So, Ian, four people need your vote. This could swing it. Well, not away from 21 with the Lions. But, Ian, first of all, who would be your offensive line of the year? I think the Lions. Um, completely different team for the last two, three years because of how well they played. Um, really good as well with, like, Peniso, um on the right side. Fantastic player. Um, Jason Kelsey listens to our podcast because Taylor Swift, I mean, that's his future sister-in-law, and I could see him nominating himself. Somebody's actually touted, can we can we have a TV series when Kelsey retires? He just goes around every single tailgate and drinks beer, and people <laughs> film it. You know, yeah, that would actually, that would work. I would watch that. Yeah, I'd, I'd want him to attend. invite him to one of our nights and see what happens. Enjoy golf, Jason. <laughs> Suspect he does like anything that involves alcohol, so he would fit. How about tell the difference between Coke and Diet Coke? Uh, does that fancy you, Jason? Could you come and take part? Maybe not. Um, we've blown our five pound budget on the soft drinks, so we don't have anything left for him. Uh, offensive line, then anyone else other than the Lions from the rest of the team? The Lions made it into our team of the week a lot this year. It really was Jameer Gibbs and yeah. David Montgomery had a lot of success. Jared Goff had a lot of time in the pocket and had a great season on the back of it. I came in thinking the Eagles again because... The tush-push. Yeah, well, I mean, it's very rare that an offensive line um, actually sets an agenda the way that they have done for the last two years. And they continue this year and it was shown repeatedly that not very many teams can do what they can do. Um, but they probably fall off the cliff a little bit the same way that the Eagles overall formed it. But for me, when I think about an offensive line actually making an impact this year, I think of the Eagles. Certainly, they yeah. were they were tied second with the Ravens for eight each. So yeah, yeah the, the one consistent consistent kind of factor with the Eagles, with the Ravens, with the Lions is they're able to return the majority of their starters out on the field every single week. Um, yeah. It's the same. It's the same with the teams that were able to keep their quarterbacks healthy as well. So it's the main kind of factor in the NFL. It doesn't matter how good um, your players are if they're not in the field, then there's no point having them. 
I think you've got to give a word to the Cowboys as well. You know, they improved there. Um, they probably expected better quarterback play as a result of it. And to a certain extent, they got it until they needed it the most. But I think they certainly improved and they will look to continue that. Um, the Cowboys just that one vote. Um, that, that's surprising. That that, that yeah. is surprising, given their their guards was it Zach Martin. Mm. Uh, I'm mm. trying to remember the name think, of the left guard. Well, one of the one of the guards was obviously the right tackle. One of them towards the playoffs was absolutely atrocious. He was like a revolving <laughs> door. It's funny yeah. as well how relevance is for these things. It's so pertinent at the time that you choose it as well. Like the Eagles is a great example of that, where actually perhaps people dismiss them because they blipped at the end, whereas actually their body of work over the whole year, it's very difficult to remember week one when you're sitting mm-hmm. at the end of the season and, and the detail that goes behind it. So uh, I think possibly the Cowboys maybe fell down a little bit there as things went a little bit awry as things went on. But fine, so it is the Lions that then exceed their voting from 21 up to 25 because there was four people that said they would back Ian's choice that was also the Lions, takes it to 25. We turn our attention then to wide receivers. So we need to pick three here. And I guess the question is going to be, is do we take the top three or is there anyone else in the mix that we'd like to discuss? Amon Ross and Brown got two votes. Uh, Antonio Brown got one. I have no idea. I'm I'm reading out all the nominations. <laughs> Nobody can accuse me of not doing that. Brandon Ayuk got one. CeeDee Lamb got 15. Devontae Adams got one. Jaden Reed got one. Khalil Shakir got one. Uh, Tyreek Hill no I've skipped Mike Evans got two Pukunakua got eight someone put Brock Purdy in here and Tyreek Hill got 27 so Tyreek Hill the clear leader here with 27 CD Lamb second with 15 Pukunakua with eight nothing, nothing for AJ Brown nothing not a single vote for AJ absolutely Brown absolutely nothing incredible my goodness me again funny how Relevance at the time that you, yeah, recent bias is is wild, absolutely wild. Let's start at the top then. Tyreek Hill. Is there any is there any conversation that we have of team of the year that Tyreek Hill is not in this team? No, absolutely inarguable. It's funny that two only got one vote for a quarterback when his numbers were absolutely through the roof. But here we have the reason why because everyone's putting it down to Tyreek. Yeah. Again, it's funny, the conversations come up recently about the average yards thrown by quarterbacks and the drop-off of Mahomes. Tyreek Hill just... And maybe the conversation is Tyreek Hill made it easier for Mahomes to win the Super Bowl when he did with him. But Mahomes didn't need Tyreek Hill to be able to drive his team down the field, is what we've learned. He can do it in short change passes all he needs to he will march it down the field and a, and a player like Travis Kelsey is so significant in a scheme like that because he's a huge target that will continually catch the ball and just move you down the field as long as you've got the ball in your hand you can score so um, and I think that that's it the Tyreek Hill can elevate that Dolphins offense until he can well until he runs out of legs right so fine Tyreek Hill goes into the team Next up, it's C.D. Lamb and Pukunakua were the other two that were put into the conversation. Are they the two that we would move forward with, or is there anyone else that should be in this conversation? I would say Lamb should be in with pretty much no no debate. Because uh, outside of uh, Tyreek Hill started faster than he did, he was pretty much right there with him the rest of the year. 
and then I think your debate is for the third one. I think Nakua gets it simply because nobody saw that coming. I mean, he was drafted. You, you knew you thought he'd be decent, but with such a splash, and I think just the way he played, you know, just some of the plays were tremendous. Um, you, you'd have to really put a case for someone else to go ahead of him because, I mean, he's in the third place, and I think rightly so. I think he's a terrific player to watch. I think they made he made that team a lot more watchable than they probably deserved to be. Um, so, yeah, I'd be very comfortable with him being there. The only person I would maybe put into the mix would be Mike Evans, purely on the continued level of performance, but also the number of touchdowns. Like, he scored as many touchdowns as Tyreek Hill did. Yeah, but he's um, in a shit division before Gordon points that out. I mean, you could argue that Pukunakua is as well. Like, the Cardinals, the Seahawks find the Niners, but our secondary's terrible. Cameron, um, you are a shite 49ers fan if you are not at least making the case for Brandon Ayuk this year. So, Brandon Ayuk... So, in fact, actually, no, you're not. You're just, you're just bitter because he's tweeted and posted on Instagram that he's leaving. <laughs> I'd, I'd take him. I'd give up a first-round pick for Brandon Ayuk tomorrow. Yeah, he's he's tremendous. And I th- here's the thing. I think that the argument for him, you could make for other people easier because of the numbers and stuff like that, the contribution. And I think that you look at someone like Mike Evans and it's a stronger argument for him. I actually think Nico Collins has got a stronger argument um, in, the, in the team that he's in. Debo Samuel was less of a target. I think Brandon Ayuk's made so many splashy, great grabs. The, the scheme was set up to get him open and he got open a lot. I think the, the catch against the Lions off the face mask was just outrageous. Uh, but right place at the right time, and and he, he's played very, very well. He, he would definitely be in the conversation for me. I think that Amon Rassen Brownfield, you know, 10 touchdowns, 1,500 yards for him. There's other players that have got bigger stats over the year, and that's the only reason that Ayuk is not in the first three, but he'd maybe be in my first five. Anyone else? No, that, that was almost a reasonable argument. I think you've stunned us by that. <laughs> <laughs> so is it C.D. Lamb? Not C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb is something altogether different. C.D. Lamb is something you're interested in as an Aberdeen fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gordon, straight out with insults from 1987. <laughs> uh, the other player who... Uh, unless I drifted out of consciousness and missed you guys talking about him, uh, Nico Collins. I I briefly said he had a slightly okay. better argument, so you did. It's because I was speaking. You switch off. It's fine. A hundred percent is what I do every time you start. To... <laughs> um, I think you know Amari Cooper might have had a better year if Joe Flacco had been the quarterback all the way through, but unfortunately, he wasn't. What an end of the year Amari Cooper had it was wild. <laughs> Justin Jefferson, obviously, in his 10 games, still massively productive. Uh, a down year for the fastest man ever known in the history of the world. He, you know, he didn't even break 1,200 yards. Still got eight touchdowns, which is, you know, fairly decent. If you look as well, again, Mike Evans, the only, the only quarterback in the top 14 He's a wide receiver. Sorry, the only wide receiver in the top 14 that didn't fumble the ball <laughs> at, at any point. So for the most amount of yards, uh, you know, did 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 very, very well. Anyway, uh, so we've got Tyreek Hill, CD Lamb, who is number three. Isn't Akua, 
is it AJ Brown? Is it Amon Ra? Is it Nico? Is it Mike Evans? Is it Brandon Ayuk? Uh, we don't overthink it. People will think back on this year and they'll think about Puka Nakua breaking yeah. out and breaking all these records. They're not going to go, well, that year Mike Evans had, had, had a, a fairly good year. Um, it's Nakua. People remember the Terry, Terry Gren rookie season, remember Randy Moss rookie season, so they'll do the same with Puka Nakua. Fine, Puka Nakua. Um, tight end. I've dropped my pen. So the nominations here, Dalton Kincaid got one vote. George Kittle got 11 votes. Like the level of Bill's homerism in these awards so far has been fucking incredible. Dalton Kincaid, Khalil Shakir got a vote. The Bill's offensive line got a vote. Just incredible. Um... <laughs> The I've lost it. So where did I say? Kincaid won. Uh, Kittle eleven. Kelsey eighteen. Luke Musgrave one. Mark Andrews one. Hardy got a nomination. Taylor Swift got a nomination. Some people just trashing us here. Uh, Sam Laporta got twenty six. Laporta was really good this year, and he's a rookie, and that's great, and that's. But George Kittle was by far and away the best tight end in the NFL this year. Like in the regular season, he was the best receiver. Kelsey probably hasn't beaten the playoffs, but he was also the best blocker Kettle was throughout the year. I, I, I don't think that should even be up for debate. Unless, of course, you're someone who believes that Dalton Kincaid was the best tight end in football. <laughs> Jesus, can you even finish the sentence? I'm trying to remember why I voted for him, Gordon. <laughs> there must have been a reason for it. Um, but it, it escapes me just now. I, it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, the rookie Laporta was great for the Lions, but... A lot of splashy plays. A lot of spl- mm. splashy plays, but I think Gordon makes the point about the blocking for Kittle. Um, and sometimes, you know, that that's not what you see. You know, you're always watching to see where the ball's going, who's getting what, etc., etc. Um, but I think Kittle proved his value. Who would you have in your team out of those three if you had to pick one of them? And I think on form, I would certainly take Kittle. No votes for Evan Ingram at all. Yeah, I was just thinking that as well. He because really, he really he season. was superb this season. He was, he really, was really good. Not a single vote. Oh no, that's not true. Hang on, I was going to say something, and I'm going to retract it right away. So I was going to say not a single vote for a single Jaguars player, but that isn't true. There's one coming up. Um, the yeah, Evan Ingram was a borderline wide receiver at times. For the Jags, he he was very good. Given a player, I think he, in a year where we don't have Joe Flacco and Hamlin in the conversation, he's actually one of those guys you'd have been chatting about for comeback player of the year because he was, it trashed a lot. And I don't know what was his attitude off in New York. Do you think? Um, oh yeah, lots of things. Everything's off in New York. Man. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a stink fest. Um, was it on him? Was it on him, or was he unfairly bad, being tarnished? Bad environment. Bad envi- bad environment for the guy. And then I don't think he reacted particularly well to it. And he took a step forward with with with, with the Jags. And then this season, he was absolutely yeah. He was he was fantastic. He was the player that was worth spending a first round pick on. Um, I think that's an interesting point, Jamie. It was a bad environment, but you've got to make the best of that environment that you're in. And I think he could have done an awful lot better. I think it's 
it's it's the easy out sometimes is when you go somewhere else and say I've got the fresh start, I've got the coaching staff that I'm looking for, etc., etc. Um, he probably should have done more in New York, but it is hard when the environment is so poor. Um, you also don't know, you don't really get the inside truck on whether you know he has been overlooked on plays if he's not really involved, you know, in the planning and the drawn up of the plays. You know, he's not getting his number called, so there can be a lot of things. I just didn't think he particularly did himself a f- any favors. Um, but I would like to think this is more a true reflection of who he is, and he's probably learned a lot from the New York stuff. And if he finds himself in that similar situation again, he's probably in a better place to handle how he reacts to that. Would have been, would have been a contender for comeback play of the year. Had it not been for the fact that one player came back from literally dying for a couple yeah. of minutes in the field. And Joe Flacco came back from no one wanting him at quarterback. <laughs> it's, it's hard to believe those two players were, the top two vote getters for the same award, and that's the same same category. <laughs> yeah, you know Ingram stats. He had almost as many yards as Kelsey. Uh, I think he was like less than twenty. Oh no, he was twenty one yards less, one less touchdown. T.J. Hawkinson, someone as well that never got into that conversation. He had a really good year. Good player. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Laporta, 889 yards. I think 10 touchdowns. That's where it's impressive, right? It's those 10 touchdowns. Kittle had six touchdowns, but he had over 1,000 yards. The only tight end to do that is it George Kittle that is our tight end. Yes. Okay, there we go. Uh, Finally, running back. I don't know why I did running back last. It's just the way it came out in the wash. So I think it's just the value we place on running backs within our team now. It probably I don't know if we should even bother, you know, because we could probably plug in about 10 or 20 different running I, backs. I'm intrigued to see who has given a vote for anyone other than McCaffrey here, because that's it's going to be a fucking bold claim. <laughs> no. I'm just I'm just surprised to find out that Cameron actually washes. <laughs> 50 people voted Christian McCaffrey. 50. It's, I, I mean, it's a landslide, right? All right, can we just move on then? Just, yeah. just, there's no point talking, well done. No, 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 no. I need to hear which Bill's running back got nominated. Which one was it? So, two votes for Aaron Jones, one vote for <laughs> Bijan Robinson, one vote for Devon Achain, one vote for Travis Etienne, one vote for Isaiah Pacheco, one vote for Lamar Jackson, Oh, very One clever, vote. Johnny. Well done. Well done, Johnny. Well done. <laughs> Round of applause for Johnny. Round of applause. I actually don't know. I've anonymized these, so I don't no, know. It's Johnny or Jason, definitely. I uh, One vote for Raheem Mostert and one vote for James Cook. Hey, there we go. <laughs> but, again, I think, um, why has Kevin Williams not got a vote? Yeah, like, yeah it's, you know what? If there's going to be anybody that gets a mention, if there's yeah. going to be anybody. I mean, obviously, yeah, it's very easy to look at the McCaffrey stats. You know, it's nearly 300 yards more than the next highest uh, runner, who was Derek Henry. Again, continues to perform. But yeah, uh, Kyron Williams, 1,144 yards out of 12 games, 12 touchdowns rushing which is impressive. Uh, McCaffrey got 14 rushing, 1,459 yards. Out of 16 games. Very, very impressive. James Conner, another player that 
would probably end up being in that conversation. Had a very impressive year. I think DeAndre Swift, those loads of question marks about the fact, you know, why have the Lions let him go? He had a great year um, in Philadelphia. To be fair, James Cook, I wrote off the, the Bills rush game. The only thing that you could maybe land at his door was only two touchdowns, which I was surprised to see that was as low. Now, two rushing touchdowns. There's some receiving in there, I think, as well. But two rushing touchdowns, not particularly high. Raheem Mostert, 18 rushing touchdowns is impressive. David Montgomery with 13 himself, obviously in a committee. Why are you just reading stuff off your screen when we're ready to say (laughs) McCaffrey's won it? Let's move on. (laughs) I'm trying to pad this out. Cameron, Cameron. Cameron just decided just to announce every stat from every running back in the history of time. Oh, I've we spelled out it for a long time. <laughs> Ian, Ian, it's like survivor's guilt. He knows he's got to give it to a 49er, but he's desperate to explain away why it really shouldn't be, and it's nothing to do with him. Can I say, Bijan Robinson was a good shout. I thought he had a really good season. Can I also make the observation, as a Saints fan, how depressing it is that I don't think a single saint has been mentioned in any of these categories, you know. And I'm not surprised. Don't don't get me they wrong. Because they were shit. Because they were shit. <laughs> but it it is depressing, you know. If you look at the saints over the last Here, few here's, years, here's here's yeah. though. So earlier on, I don't know if it was before we came on air. I think it was after we came on air. Uh, someone asked Paul to explain how the Saints get out of salary cap hell every single uh, year. And the answer is they don't. They just have a distinctly average roster. And the reason why they have a distinctly average roster is because all they, they have to finagle the salary cap every year just to field 53 players. It's, 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 it's a slight trope by now because the Saints, that's how they roll. Um, I just think they're, they're a poorly coached football team. Is, is a large part of the problem. Uh, they're coached below their talent level. What do you address? I think the talent level is probably around about where they are as well. I think the coaching just can't elevate it because the coaching isn't good. What do you make of the Taysom Hill money? Do you think that having a player like that is too much of a luxury? Like fifteen point eight million is a fairly significant salary cap. Yeah, At one that's, point, that's fine. He's what? He's twenty three, twenty four. Is he not? That's an investment in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's there's not too many people that you've got your third quarterback in your depth chart is also your second tight end and can also do so many other things. I've not got a particular problem with that at all. What I have had a problem with is is bad coaching, some poor drafting, uh, and letting some players get away. So, and also the way that you know Michael Thomas was treated throughout the year wasn't handled particularly well. There's there's just so much wrong. But just overall, given that the Saints, even even when they've not been particularly great, usually are able to sort of chuck out an offense somewhere along the line. Kamara came nowhere near getting a mention. Thomas nowhere near getting a mention. Juan Johnson nowhere near getting a mention. You know, it's fairly depressing from a Saints point of view, but it reflects re- reflects their season. I mean, there's Atlanta getting a shout. I think Carolina have had a shout. Uh, even even the Bucks got a shout with Evans and Baker Mayfield got a vote somewhere along the way. It's just just an observation for a slightly depressed Saints fan. Um, I I can give you some respite, and I can say that the Panthers did not get 
fuck all. So uh, <laughs> they do not appear anywhere in any of these conversations. Uh, what, so not even, not not even worst franchise of the season. No? Not even worst franchise of the season. Um, if you want a benefit of the doubt, someone just put Hill for one of the wide receivers, so we can make it taste some if you want. Like we could, <laughs> if you can't be bothered to put someone's first name, you know, you leave it open to interpretation. So well, T T Hill, absolutely. I don't, know, I don't know why you're complaining, Paul. You're the only team guaranteed to be taking part in the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> yeah, we, we'd like to we'd like to provide the stadium, the city, and the hotel rooms. Yeah, that's it's the least we could do. Um, we now move on to the next part of this, where we started to ask our uh, listeners to do other things. We're going to come on to the final three, which was a straight vote. Uh, which includes who they think is going to win Super Bowl 59. Uh, and then also there's some nominations for the podcast team as well, which are fascinating across the board. Before that, though, we asked people to share their best banter moment and their rant of the year. So we'll start off with the best banter, and I'll run through some of these. So um, Patrick Watson is his best banter. is my pronunciation. A couple of people said wide right, so we appreciate them. Jordan Love messaged in. So that was nice of Jordan to take the time. Patterson. Um, and Paul O'Shea also went wide right. George Jackson says, Scott Hansen taking the piss out of Arthur Smith on red zone after a Ritter screw up. Uh, Jamie DePellet Super uh, said the Eagles collapse at the end of the season. The Aaron, Aaron Rodgers season. Gets one from Stephen Bryson. Johnny in the chat, finding any angle possible to big up his wee team, says <laughs> Phil. <laughs> As a nod to our Patreon chat. You're missing out if you're not in our Patreon chat. In fact, there is one person says the Patreon, uh, sorry, the Stramash Patreon group chat. Scotty Gibbs says that that's his belter moment. Uh, everything New England Patriots, says Cameron Christie. Simply the Dallas Cowboys, says Stephen Lynn. Joe Stevens says the Jets season falling apart after five minutes was a good laugh. Uh, Peter Coyne says Roger stopping his Achilles. Reese Nunes. By the way, I know Roger's that's a not, bit of a prick. Banter. <laughs> like the man's fucking Achilles doing on live television. Folk are like, oh, that was some fucking banter this year. That's really fucking harsh. I like I know we I know we might think that he's a bit of a sanctimonious prick at times, but Jesus, that we're celebrating his injury. Did, did, did he watch footage coming in from Ethiopia in 1984 of starving children and go, that's, that's hilarious, look at that. That malnourished child's got a large pot belly. Um, Dave Nichols says, when the Cowboys shit the bed in the playoffs, copy and paste from the last X number of years. Kadarius Tony offside, says Derek. Kenny Law says, anything Paul and Taylor Swift related. Pete Laird says, uh, Ian... They're, they're always getting linked to two of them. I'm I know. There's something going it's, on. There is something going on here. Pete Laird says, Ian predicting a missed extra point wins the Super Bowl. Andrew Reid says, the Lions get. I got that right. You did. That's what you said. The banter moment of the year. Absolutely nailed it. <laughs> uh, the Lions being screwed out of a win versus Dallas, says Andrew Reid. Arthur Smith getting furious at Dennis Allen and then Allen's weak response says Dave Clark, there you go, the Saints got a mention Paul, what can we do? For a head coach being a shite bag thank you. Uh, Banter Brandando says Johnny and Gordon's bromance in the Patreon group 
Um, however, I'm just looking how here. Yeah, Kenny Law, to counter that in his rant, says, the Ravens Steelers chat is dull. Get a room already. So clearly, the bromance is pushing people I, and pulling them I, All right, because Colin, Colin Jordan Love, the next coming of Jesus Christ, every fucking three minutes is tremendous banter that's keeping everyone entertained, Kenny. Very good. Um, Pavel Hortzavisky says the whole Tommy DeVito thing. Kevin Drew says... Is that, is that a real name or something to trip me up? Hortzavisky, I don't know. Might be something to trip me up. Kevin Drew says 70 points on Peyton. Johnny Bailey says the continuous banter with Gordon, which also winds up the Patreons, which has just been proven by Kenny getting pissed off by <laughs> All the Swift haters get life people, says Billy Cowan. Stephen there Jack go, also, Billy, yes. Stephen Jap also picks the Rogers injury as his banter moment. Brian Morris, this is a second Saints mention, and actually one for something good that they did. Jameis Winston handing the ball to Jamal Williams instead of taking a knee against the Falcons when it was already 41-17. What difference does it make? Bonus points for riling up Arthur Smith. So there you go. The best thing that the uh, New Orleans Saints did this year was out of the hands of Jameis Winston, and I think we yeah. all saw that coming. Yeah, more shite baggery from the Saints. If you're gonna if you're gonna do it, have the balls to tell them you're gonna do it. Not be a shite bag like that. Horrible stuff from the Saints as usual. Harry Nixon says McDaniel's running from the cameraman. Uh, Stuart uh, Stuart Adam says Sirianni's Sirianni's hang celebration. On, hang on, sorry, sorry. That might be your best pronunciation yet. Did you pronounce cameraman or cameraman like like the joke way that they pronounce Spider Man in Family Guy? Did you say cameraman? <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure you did. I was reading the next one while I was still saying the I last think, one. I think that's his own in his own mind. If he was a superhero, that would be what his superhero name is. Oh god. Right, yeah, just camera cameraman Hob speaking. If you're on Spotify, just hit back a couple of times, listen and tell me if I did screw that up. McDaniel's running from the cameraman. Then Siriani's celebrations at Arrowhead to then lose almost every game afterwards. Paul Mitchell and his social media influencer persona, says Jason Hoffman. Absolutely. Steve Briggs says, Charles comparing the impact of Favre and Rodgers, 30-plus season, three Super Bowls and two wins, to Brady and Mahomes, 28 seasons, 14 appearances, 10 wins, is hilarious slash deluded. Uh, Angus Coote says Gardner Minshew I'm small on the field but I'm not always small uh, the Bucks <laughs> stopping <laughs> I don't really remember but the Bucks stopping the brotherly shove and knocking the Eagles out of the playoffs the Eagles decline was fun to watch several people have said stool butter Excellent. which has been a theme throughout and then coin toss madness says Brian which I can only assume is to do with the Super Bowl decision which Fine. Remains a conversation. So there you go. Gentlemen, what was your banter moment of the year? What's the thing that you look back on and you think that was that was great? That was hilarious. For me, it was still butter. Still butter was tremendous. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've got I've, I've got two suggestions from the broadcast point of view. One was Jim Nance pretending to know who Usher was and trying to, to flog the halftime show. But the other one has to be Al Michaels clearly not giving a shit 
for three or four games because he hated the product that was in front of him. And that and product really... was a vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> you know you've reached a certain level of, of as a broadcaster when you can be that bad and that dismissive and nobody talks about you losing your job. Uh, although, to be fair, NBC didn't re-employ him for the playoffs uh, after a couple of his comments. But, yeah, I mean, he just could not have given less of a shit at times and didn't even try and hide it, um, which was just brilliant. I'm not sure, banter-wise, that we fully owned our takes on the uh, Josh Dobbs trade at the start when we said that this this, this could be an excellent move that could keep the Vikings in the playoff picture. And then, of course, they played well and we were all like, oh, how clever are we? We all predicted that this 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 man could just walk in and, and, and learn the playbook overnight and then and then we very, very quietly just sort of forgot about all of that. We pretended that he was a wee bit pish. We just didn't, <laughs> didn't discuss it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We just know no, the, the Vikings didn't actually play this weekend. So just moving swiftly on. <laughs> I think the best banter was when we talked about uh, Charles uh, trying to defraud that elderly lady that he romanticised <laughs> with uh, to get her inheritance. But you cut that from the podcast. I I never. Sometimes I'm not sure exactly what which of Ian's monologues get cut. Um, all. Did, 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 all did, of them. <laughs> pretty much all of them. <laughs> Because uh, because it's, it's it's one about Ka- uh, Cameron being a serial killer was was the oh no I think that stayed <laughs> oh no I did I think I cut a bit of it but then I shared it in the Patreon chat they've shared like, it the chat. there we go yeah that was de- that was definitely my favourite another reason to be in the Patreon chat there you go um, yes very good I've got nothing to add I've spoken enough we will move on swiftly uh, we will not necessarily. Pick a best banter. I think all of these were magnificent. Uh, and let's hope the 2024 season is equally as banterful as this one has been. The banter was so. the friends we made along the way. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Um, I, you know I, thought, I thought you were going to pick them up for the word banterful. No. <laughs> no. No, I, I, want, I want to pick them up for the fact that now like three or four times on this he's said moving swiftly on like it's like a bit that only it's he not a bit it's not a bit i'm not doing it intentionally it genuinely is just a thing i'm saying it's just relevant now because it's got a connotation to the nfl genuinely i'm not trying to do a bit the one thing i will say uh banter moment um ian bringing in a masked figure to our live event at Top Golf, with none of us having a freaking clue as to who it was. There was many, there was much fluttering, mostly by me, who was having to ask the questions, not knowing who I was going to be presented with, uh, potentially looking like a fool, not knowing. One, who the person even was was the biggest fear. My biggest fear was like he was going to go, aha, it's this player that played for the Broncos in 2007. I'd be like, who the fuck is this guy? Um, That didn't happen, (laughs) thankfully. And it was Iron Mike himself. Brilliant guest. It was good. Brilliant moment. Thoroughly great night. Uh, And we are in conversations with Top Golf about being back again next season. Unfortunately, the Scotland Nations League fixtures have scuppered us a little bit for week one. We'll figure something out. Stay tuned for that coming in the off season. Right, we move on to the rants. 
And we're going to go through these from top to bottom. Patrick Watson says, can Gordon please explain why Jared Goff with a winning playoff record can't win the Super Bowl, but Lamar Jackson with a 2-4 and four record in the playoffs can? Because Jared Goff is distinctly average and Lamar Jackson has two MVPs to his name. Next question. <laughs> Boom. Mike's sure. job. Move on. Um, Patrick, do let us know if that was insufficient for you. Paul O'Shea, his run is you either care about the MVP or you don't care about the MVP. It can't be both. Yet Twitter and the chat suggest otherwise. <laughs> the NFL and all their media partners, says Alan Morton, making shitloads of dollars on the back of Travis Kelsey getting a new girlfriend. Just when we thought getting rid of the fucking annoying Bostonian fans and after their patron success, along come the Kansas City Chief fans who, as we say, only sing when they're winning. Hopefully don't have to put up with them as long as the Patriots fans roll on Raider Nation in New Orleans. Not, not this Super Bowl. That must be that must be the next Super Bowl in New Orleans. <laughs> Brian Purvis, his run is, Buffalo are the real deal. Need to avoid injuries. Right. Buffalo are a good team. They've, they've not They've not done it yet, but they are a good team. There's does little that, doubt does that about qualify it. as a rant? Yeah, it, it's, a bit, it it, it's a bit like you know, you, you know, you can go in and get buffalo wings and you get the mild sauce, the medium sauce, or the really I said that was just a mild rant. A mild I will rant. say, buffalo wild wings in America, if you're ever over there, it, it's very chainy, right? It's a chain, it's well worth going to because the food is absolutely banging, and there's so many television showing so many sports channels. Decent beer as well. But yeah, I'm absolutely. Just, I'm, I'm just Decent interested. I'm just, money. I'm just interested to find out if Paul actually enjoys spicy food. No, he does not. Paul, Paul, how spicy do you like it? Well, there's a question. I think we'll do that in a separate podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I do like buffalo buff, buffalo wild wings, but uh, you've got to have the bone-in wings. The boneless ones aren't very good. He likes a bone in his wing. That's fine. Stephen Bryson, last year's Eagles would have won the Super Bowl this year. Niners didn't get enough points when the Chiefs were starting slow. That's just tears. It's a shame shame that last year's Eagles didn't play in this year's Super Bowl then, isn't it? (laughs) What a surprise. It's last year's Eagles. Big, they, Dom, they might, big Dom's music. Yeah, they might, they might, they might win it next year. Yeah, it might I win it believe, next year. I can't believe Big Dom didn't get a mention in the banter moments, to be fair. That's... Big Dom was like a one-week news cycle thing. Like uh, The more surprising thing is that Tommy DeVito did get a mention because his, uh, his news cycle thing lasted three weeks entirely too long. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um... Everyone is far too quick to write off quarterbacks. This is Kenny Pickett's year. Hey, I'll let you. Even, even, even the Steelers don't think it's Kenny Pickett's year. They're probably going to go with Mason Rudolph at quarterback. Even Mrs. Pickett doesn't think it's his year. Well, they, Come on. Were they, were they, technically, the new NFL year doesn't start until like the 1st of March. So are they thinking that 2023 is Kenny Pickett's year? Because there's a, there's a body of evidence that shows it isn't. <laughs> Billy says, why Why is it all went so wrong so fast for the Patriots? I think the answer there is Tom Brady left. I thought you were going to say, why is it all 
so wrong so badly for the podcast. Oh well, that's another. <laughs> so that, no, there was a better question. At least, at least the Patriots have got an excuse. Can we have an embargo on Taylor Swift till twenty fifty, please? Says Stephen Boyd. I don't think no. you control that, Stephen. <laughs> The 49ers were a huge bust, so unprofessional, says Olivia Ramage. Get it up, the 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> right, I see, I see nothing wrong with that. A uh, couple of things relating to whiskey here. Phil Spears says simply, give me whiskey. Um, <laughs> Angus Coots, who is my co-host on the Sipping Point podcast says Angus Coots and so he says if Angus Coots of the Sipping Point podcast wins it's the biggest fix in sports history make it happen brackets also never hire Matt Patricia um, he's an Eagles fan and then Steve Briggs gets in touch to say on the episode with Richie Gray you asked us to suggest names for our team's tush push plays with Paul and Cameron saying there'd be a prize for the winner of the Patreon vote well my nomination for the Bears of Turnover on Downs won the vote and I've waited every day for the postie to deliver some of what <laughs> woman's finest or even some tumblers but so far to no avail I live in well, well, can I just say that thieving postie on your route obviously realised <laughs> it was the whiskey and has pocketed it I'd complain to Royal Mail they've got a great bot that you can speak to for about three quarters of an hour you try and get information out of them you go for it yeah um, I mean, no, this on is a serious bad. note Cameron you are going to get us in hot water with the competitions commission <laughs> definitely true <laughs> I've reached out to Steve already I've got his details and a bottle of whiskey will be making his way to Steve because I didn't say that <laughs> David Brown says Gordon needs to take the Ravens glasses off now and again Probably, but they also were the best team in the NFL regular season this year. So, do you want me to lie and say they were shite? Like, Gordon, Gordon, like actually... oh, oh, oh no! I I tell you what, the Ravens, the Ravens this week weren't weren't good as they scored five touchdowns and dismantled the Dolphins after beating the four. Like, when was I supposed to say they were shit? Gordon, would you like some actual customized Ravens glasses? Uh yes. Okay, like we'll big name we'll Edna Everidge ones. Yeah, yes. I do like the Ravens on either side. Glittery. Let's have them for top golf. Um yes, let's. <laughs> There's a few others here. I won't get into them all. There's a few repeater ones. Um having heard Kevin Harlan's Super Bowl winning play commentary, when is he going to get the chance to broadcast a Super Bowl in full to the masses? Tony Romo and Jim Nance are quickly running their course. Hope to hear him again on the pod next season. It's probably worth pointing out that the radio coverage over its time will get about 24 million listeners over the period of the game. So it's not like he's being sidelined. Um, yes. he, is, he is absolutely terrific. Um, Jordan Love his rant was no rant because I'm all about spreading the love. Watch me dominate in 2024. Go pack, go. P.S. Fuck the Bears. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Charles. Missed you tonight. One <laughs> <laughs> about the awards being before the playoffs. Surely these should be considered as Mahomes would have won MVP again. Viva Las Vegas. It's 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 regular season MVP, right? It's yeah. regular season awards, and it's. Yeah. It's done so so it's fair on everybody because just because you could be an exceptional quarterback but your defense is trash. So yeah, like that, a couple of plays can go against you, and then it's like that's why Super Bowl MVP is such a big deal as well, right? Yeah, because 
yeah, that that's your basically your 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 postseason MVP. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's valid questions to be asked. Uh, Kadarius Tony is the luckiest man in the world. Two rings for less than zero effort. It's true. Yeah. Um, Peter Coins, his rant is simply Shanahan is a shite bag. Uh, <laughs> and then Andy Black <laughs> says, when will Kyle Shanahan just run the fucking ball? So, you know, I think they could batch those two together. Absolutely. And let's finish on Reese's uh, rant, which is thanks to you all for another season of Great Pots. So there you go. Right. We're reaching the end of this, so we need to wrap this one up. Before we do, we're going to ask all of you to give your nomination for this one as well. We asked our listeners, who's going to win Super Bowl 59? Right here, right now, who's going to win Super Bowl 59? So the 49ers got four votes. The Bengals got three. The Bills got six. The Browns got one. The Chiefs got 15. The Colts got one. The Cowboys got four. The Bears got one. The Dolphins got two. Donald Trump got one. The Eagles got two. The Lions got two. None of the top four playoff seeds from either conference this year got one. The Packers got eight. The Patriots got one. The Raiders got one. The Ravens got three. Taylor Swift got one. The Vikings got one. And the Steelers got one. Who's winning Super Bowl 59? Far too soon to say. And I'm going to start as you appear on my screen with Gordon first. Well, I think it's going to have to be the Ravens. They're the best team in the NFL. Oh, no, sorry. I'm supposed to take my... Oh, let me let me take my Ravens glasses off. Um, <laughs> take, I'm your glasses, not, take your glasses off. You take my glasses off now. I can't see anything. Uh, I think the... Like one of those mole people in cartoons, like when you take glasses off, your eyes are just tiny yeah. little dots. He yeah. looks like a mole. That's a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> I I think the Buffalo Bills will win the Super Bowl next year. You're such a ball bag. You really are. <laughs> so so I'm not I'm not a ball bag for saying the Bills now. Like I'm a ball bag for the fact I've spent the last like two months just noising up Jason Hoffman in that chat. Because I actually think the Bills are really good. However, when you're just gonna pretend you don't care about MVP while really caring about MVP, I'm gonna noise you up a wee bit back. Uh Jamie, you're next on my screen. Oh, I wanted. To, I just wanted to be someone different. So the Bills went through my mind there as well as the Ravens. I just. I don't want another Chiefs against San Francisco fest at the end. So uh, let let me take the Ravens then. I'll go Ravens. Okay. Paul, I've written it down. Ravens. Ravens. Two votes. Ian. I am going for the only team in the NFL that includes my name within their name, and I'm going for the New York Giants. <laughs> I mean, it could be something. I have to be a man of my word. I've said that I'm going to back the Niners this year. I've said this year is going to be their year. I'm going to stand by it right now. I'm going to say the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl. Can I just point out objectively, objectively how hilarious it's going to be if the 49ers have a terrible 2020 They are going to have. They are. I just know they're not going to make the postseason at all. It's going to be a disaster. The, the February 2025, that's when we win the Super Bowl. February 2025. And then they go like eight and nine. And miss yeah, the no, not even that. Like They're picking the draft next year because it's been an absolute toilet season. Four wins. Um, yeah. That's I have to I, I have to be a man of my word. Right. Last thing, because we're we've been palting away for a while. To wrap this up, two questions. We ask who's the who had the worst takes on the podcast and who is the podcast MVP? So I'm gonna do these in reverse order. 
with one vote for worst. Do we want to do worst or best? With worst first and then best, right? Worst takes on the on the podcast. With one vote, we've got Ian Stephen, and with one vote, we've got Jamie Borthwick. We then go up to four votes <laughs> for Gordon McGuinness. It's then a jump to eight votes for Paul Mitchell. The second place person has 17 and the winner has 20. <laughs> in second place with the worst takes on the podcast this year and 17 votes is me. There we go. Finally, the means... best vote. And, then, now, and now we know why he's not here tonight. He knew he, knew he was going to get beat. And like he did all season when the Packers got beat, he didn't turn up. I tell you what, I'm I'm a little disappointed there's only three takes between me and him. 20 for Charles with these 20 worst takes of the podcast year. It's Charles Patterson. I feel really bad for Paul because I think like the eight things that people have voted for is things that I've said that just aren't true and people have believed it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to be where I am. Not quite in the esteemed company of yourself and Jamie as the voices of reason, but I'll, I'm quite happy there. I've never agreed with communist politics and I can't believe that Paul, Paul Mitchell's a member. <laughs> <laughs> so... um. The, the the MVP of the podcast. And I, yeah, so we'll not, I'm not going to give the numbers of votes or anything like that. Okay. <laughs> that means Cameron, Cameron only got one vote. It's not so true. It's not he true. doesn't it's want not to true. tell it's us how many votes we've got. Can I just say, before, before you say this, camera, I know you're going to say that 2032 will be your year. Um, will be my year. You know, you're you're leading up to it, and you know I I admire you for it. So man, in last man in last got seventeen votes for the worst take doesn't want anyone to know how many votes he got. I, no, listen, I I'm just I just don't think it's fine. In last place out of seven because I forgot to remove him from the form. Uh, Jim Ballard did get a vote. So Jim Ballard, who's not appeared on the podcast this year, wins MVP from what? Harsh. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh dear. Then very close together, we've got Paul, Jamie, and Charles. I'm in third. Didn't love my two months of French yes. silence. <laughs> <laughs> it was that. It was all that finger chopping content. Just brought you down a few pegs. Next um, time, cut cut your whole arm off. We might get more sympathy for what, you. What else do I need to do? Like, well, yeah, your whole arm. <laughs> so I'm in third, um, and then that means it's between obviously Gordon and Ian. There is one vote difference. Between the two. So this we're not talking about numbers. It's not about numbers. We all got a bit of love spread amongst us. Um nobody wanted that. Nobody wanted that. Right. Charles likes that kind of thing, but not not the rest of us. So the winner by one vote for the podcast MVP. Congratulations goes to Gordon McGuinness. Who wins it by a single vote? Single vote. So there you go. That's it. Um, 
We can someone check on Ian, please make sure he's okay. Ian won it. Ian won it last year, didn't he? Ian won it. I'll be perfectly honest. I I didn't give numbers last year either. Ian won it by fucking landslide yeah, last you, year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm quite. I'm actually a little bit disappointed because as you were saying, there's one vote in it. I was like, right, when this gets announced as Ian, I'm gonna like make a noise like I'm slamming down my <laughs> headset. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on a rant about how I'm sick of Ian always winning. It's like the Kansas City Chiefs. That's kind of ruined that. But thank you very much, everyone. That's lovely. So the two of you made up more than 50% of the vote between the two of you. I genuinely was like, I was like, for fuck's sake. Um, but yes, I beat Charles. Uh, I got more votes than Charles in the MVP and I got less votes than, than him on the bad takes. I'm walking away a happy man. What can I say? <laughs> does, does this mean now that Ian, me and you need to do a special on the road edition of the podcast when we're in Germany for Scotland, Germany in the opening game of the Euros? No, it just means I throttle you and dispose of you. <laughs> In a German wood somewhere, yeah. So, Cameron, what's the salary cap looking like? Can we afford to keep both Ian and Gordon? I don't know. The demands are going to go through the roof now, so that's it. Um, but listen, thank you to everybody who took part in this. There's one thing left to do, and that's that we need to do a draw for the bottle of whiskey that we're going to give away our very last one of this season. And I will be on top of my admin. So um, I'm going to ask our podcast MVP 2023, Gordon McGuinness, to pick a number between 1 and 60, please. Well, I think based on the fact that we're talking MVP. I think we're going to have to go with the number for the 2023 NFL MVP, two-time MVP, who will be in the Hall of Fame one day with my Ravens glasses on, number eight for Lamar Jackson. Just for you, Johnny. Just for you, Jason. Congratulations to Roddy Campbell, who has won a bottle of Stramash Loch Lomond whiskey. <laughs> what um, <a> choice. <laughs> so there you go, Roddy Campbell. Um, our last winner of a bottle of whiskey. Thank you, everybody, for taking part. Genuinely, we this podcast is nothing. The, the, this podcast without people listening to it is just us bellying, sitting around talking about stuff we don't know anything about. So well, we, it's still it's still just us us bellying, talking, <laughs> sitting about talking nonsense. But yes, listen, the, the we love the chat. Uh, the more to come, we're going to do some deep dives into some franchises and look at the teams that we think we can make the most amount of growth. The Saints may very well be one of those ones we look at. We are going to do some free agency chat. We're going to look ahead to the draft. We're going to do a daily mock draft or not but i do like the idea of getting people on a, to a podcast asking them to pick for their team and us kind of like judging that as we go so we might figure something out around that um well i'd like to see cameron is i'd like to see people film themselves doing the 40 yard dash and register the time and send it in to us i think the I hardest think thing is people measuring 40 yards like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> well it's a challenge isn't it you know it's just, um, just 40 steps. That's that's how you measure a 10-yard wall. You know. Absolutely. Uh, the combine. Well, I mean, Gordon's going to be there. So, Gordon, you'll have to share some combine chat with us, some exclusives. In fact, that's your challenge, Gordon. As, as the MVP, you need to live up to this now. You need to get us um, some quotes. We need content. You went to the Super Bowl and you got us uh, a photo of Mahomes from fucking 400 yards away that we could have seen on the telly anyway. No, not from the angle I had it, though. It's different, <laughs> different angle. So, uh, I will I will try. If, if I get nothing else, I'll try and get some good rumors. 
when the combine's usually good for good rumors because folk are out. Uh, as long as as long as I don't get too drunk, then I will hear people's drunken rumors. Just put your phone on record <laughs> and keep it in your pocket, and no one will know, and you can listen to back to it the next day. Recording myself yeah. while drunk on a work trip does not seem like something that's a sentence. Yeah, it'll yeah, just be just... like rustling and fart noises. It's basically what we'll keep. Just, just yeah, delete before you come home, Gordon, just in case. <laughs> right, well, there you go. That is the full-time whistle for this episode of The Stromash and for this season. Thanks for taking the time to listen. Please continue to engage and share on social media. Please join our Patreons if you can. And we love the support. We'd love to welcome you into the community. If you can, absolutely don't worry. Everything that we do will still be fully available to you. Um, and again, we're going to look at some off-season events as well, so stay tuned for that. Can't wait for that. Going to be loads coming up. And, well, we look forward to it all. We're going to about every couple of weeks schedule because it is the closed season. But for Jamie, for Ian, for Cameron, for Gordon, and for the man who loves love the most, Charles, who's not with us this evening. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. And go Ravens. Best team, obviously. I like that you killed Charles off there as well. I know, I like that. It's not with us this evening. Rest in peace.